Speaking of the 10th, today is the Sarba Teves, the 10th of Teves. Hope your fast is going well. Great day to speak about Yerushalayim. When these two gentlemen walked in, I think they saw the smile on my face. Nice to reunite with some old friends and uh, in the craziness of this world and all the things that are going on. It is great to, uh, again, speak about an annual effort for our uh, American friends of Beit Darot. The dinner is coming up on the 6th of January in New York City. The Crown Plaza Times Square is the place, and we welcome both Shlomo Zwickler and Seth Schreiber into our studio. Gentlemen, Boker Tov, welcome back to JM in the AM. Boker Tov, How are you? I got into a conversation. Shlomo's going to kill me for bringing this up. I'm going to do it anyway. I got into a conversation with somebody about the uh, the length, the tenure that people are in certain positions. You know, like, for, like I, I mean, I could, you know, take any nationwide position in the world of lay leadership. And, you know, people give, I don't know, three, four, five, six years. So <laughs> you're going to kill me, Shlomo. <laughs> Seth Shriver, you have to admit, it is unbelievable that year after year, this man is so dedicated to make sure, not only that this event is a major success, that the organization is running as smoothly as possible. So, Seth, how many years is it now? How many years? I think it's, is this 15, Shlomo? Is it 15 years? 15 this years. Is, this is the 15th day wow. that we're running. Yeah. Do you know, do you know how much more that is than most of the average length? <laughs> By the way, I thought you were referring to Shlomo, not me. <laughs> nah, he, he could be there for a hundred years. Nobody's going to complain. <laughs> By but, the way, he's the perfect sidekick, so he keeps me inspired every day. <laughs> That's a long time, Seth. You know what? It's it's That's a long time. And I'll still say what I always say. <laughs> Thank you. That we that we could use uh that we could use leadership like yours in a lot of organizations, I could tell you that much. Uh here we are, January the sixth, another amazing annual dinner. We get to pay tribute to the city of Yushalayim. To the city of Yushalayim, which is uh again, as usual, and people don't realize it in a very precarious position, politically, diplomatically, as we know, security-wise, that's a separate issue. Maybe not a separate issue, maybe the same issue. Uh, but uh, Yerushalayim, which, you know, at a moment's, people don't even realize, at a moment's notice, what could happen, how quickly things can change. I mean, we see it every day, how quickly things are changing. So it's a good time to support Beit Road and to uh, support what's happening in northeast Jerusalem. And everybody out there, I would hope that you would come and do so. And by the way, I, I said that um, I was so impressed by the flyer. I mentioned this as you walked in. I was so impressed by the flyer because there are people, there are couples out there, families out there that are really putting their names behind this dinner, that are really committed to make this a great success. So to all of them, we say thank you. And uh, anybody who has seen this, if you go to Beta Road website, you can see it. You'll notice all the people that are coming out on the, uh, to the Crown Plaza Times Square on the 6th of January to participate. And the big news, of course, that the keynote speaker is going to be Caroline Glick. Someone said to me yesterday, they have never been to a Beto Road dinner. They saw Caroline Glick is going to be the guest speaker, and now they are considering coming to the Beto Road dinner. What really? do you think of that? Yeah. Wow. Is that interesting? That's uh, Why has she made such an impact? Explain it to me. Why, for English-speaking Jews around the world, she has been so important over the last few years? Well, because she she presents a voice of clarity, I believe, um, uh, in the uh, on the spectrum of the various commentators who uh, consistently write on the topic of Israel and the status of the Jewish people the world over. Um, she provides a refreshing point of view, which people find a bit, I guess, unusual and out of place for a a woman 
who is, uh, you know, on the right, so to speak. Right. Uh, there aren't uh, all that many of them who, who are very uh, intellectual and uh, in, in have a great intellectual capacity, the ability to express their opinions in a succinct fashion, and nevertheless have uh, still um, uh, nationalistic and and, uh, and traditionalist views. So I guess it's an unusual combination, which which you know people find very refreshing, and therefore uh, they're they're pulled towards it. Have you found, like I did through this episode? That she's a big hit already. That there are people here very excited to come hear her live, especially people who read her on a consistent basis. Well, I'll tell you the the response that we've gotten, that Seth and I have gotten to uh, the, the lineup for this year's dinner, which is the, first and foremost the fact that Caroline's coming in to speak, uh, has been tremendous. Uh, I was actually a bit uh, surprised by the, right. uh, as much as I'm a fan as well, I was a bit surprised by the great response that we've gotten. I would even say it's been uh, as good, if not better, of a response than uh, we heard from uh, last when we had Ambassador John Bolton speak. Right. So again, it's um, it, it's not a matter of not wanting speeches. It's a matter of who's speaking. And if it's somebody that they want to hear, they're going to come out and enjoy it. Yeah, no, uh, I've definitely been approached by uh, many people who told me they're going to get to the event uh, early. Um, we started at 6 uh, p.m. We right. usually we usually are pretty full early on, but right. people want to get there early to speak with her, and she will be there, and she will be available. And, and as Shlomo said, there's a voice of clarity in journalism, uh, people tend to hedge and people tend to hold back, and, and it, it is refreshing. And I think we're living in a time where we're seeing it politically, and I'm not going to get into politics, but we are seeing it where uh, where there is a, a new refreshing, uh, let's, let's stop holding back, let's speak the truth, let's say what needs to be said, and, and that's what we're all about. Yeah, no question about it. You've been all about that because uh, you've been outspoken about how important the future of Jerusalem is. And what I opened with by saying that, you know, again, you know, people don't realize the precarious situation that we're in. They don't realize how things can change in an instant. You can wake up one morning, look at the news report, and, and you can't believe that, you know, that's, I mean, we could point to so many examples in the last 10, 20 years that you just can't believe how things have changed so quickly. So explain, Seth, as you always do so well, why Jerusalem is such an important cause even now as we approach 2016. Uh, well, I think what's going on right now in the world is is there's almost a distraction away from Jerusalem because of the, you know, uh, the unfortunate events of ISIS around the world. And what people aren't paying attention to and aren't realizing is <clears throat> what's going on on the ground in Jerusalem today is horrific. And uh, it's it's being overshadowed by world events. And, and as you say, in a blink, politically, our leadership can be forced or coerced to make uh, sometimes some questionable decisions. And it really takes people and, and an effort on the ground to not allow that to happen, to, to make our presence known, to make our permanence known. And we have today in our hands a gift that uh, I think sometimes we take for granted. You know, Yerushalayim Biadeno is not something we should ever take for granted, and and I think it, this is a time more than ever. You know, Imlaushave Matai. This is the time we have to stand up and we have to protect proactively what we have because we are living in a world gone mad. We have uh, always stressed why Beta Road in the area of Northeast Jerusalem is so vital and important. Why the facts on the ground there and in other places, but the facts on the ground there are so vital. Uh, Shlomo Zwickler, the last time there was a dinner was one year ago. Has there been progress in the last year? Oh, I just uh, just uh, yesterday got an update, as we say, from the, on the ground. I haven't even shared this with Seth yet. 
As you know, um, we uh, – He always seems to have news that he saves yeah, for the air. That, that's more fun this way. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't saving it. It just happened. No, nothing happens by coincidence. That's true. Um, yeah, as as our uh, our this listening audience, which has been so part and parcel of our of our saga over the years, uh, is fully aware. And, of course, as our supporters are very aware, we every year sup- uh, report on the things that we've accomplished, things we've done, our, our progress towards our goals, which, of course, is to transform – the area of the Mount of Olives region to a normative part of Jewish Jerusalem, right. and a major, major project we've undertaken over the past few years is the development of a proper visitor center at a site that we call Mitzpeh Masuot, which is uh, sort of like a, a, a bridge between the uh, edge of the Judean desert and the opening the E1 area, which stretches out towards Maladomim on the eastern flank of the city, and of course, on the other hand, uh, it, it, it projects onto the whole skyline of Jerusalem. Um, from the northern ridge of the Mount of Olives. Last time I saw it was exactly two years ago this week. You know why I remember that? Because you and I were stuck in a snowstorm. Correct. <laughs> we, 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 were, we were there standing in the snowstorm. Right? That's snow. right. Snow, what's that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that, that was actually, that's right. That, that was the blizzard. That was the right. blizzard weekend. That was the blizzard thank weekend. God for you, I was able to escape the hotel for a few hours because you were brave. You were the only person in Israel who knew how to drive in a snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bringing back memories. I feel, I feel like we should get one of those Facebook posts that say your memories from two years ago. Um, anyway, so at this site, at Mitzbama Suo, just yesterday, uh, we uh, made a bit more progress. We're we're finish, putting the finishing touches on on that vis, on that piece, that property, that piece of that that uh, uh, building, um, which will be a proper facility, which we will be able to host uh, large groups of people in our uh, theater slash auditorium. It'd be a permanent exhibit there, and it's all situated in the side of this Khurshan, side of this foresty area, which the trees are so high, so it doesn't obstruct the view. But it's a historical area. It's an area of national significance because that's where the famous battle. Um, for Augusta Victoria took place, which is just a moment before the descent, the, the descent down the Mount of Olives, the crisscrossing of the Kidron Valley, and the ascent up to Mount Moriah, to Haram Moriah, to, uh, to uh, unfurl the Israeli flag for the first time in 2,000 years. All this took place there. It's modern Jewish history, and it's also part and parcel of our efforts to draw greater amounts of Jewish traffic into the zone, which is significant and critical because the way that you ensure that Jerusalem remains under Israeli sovereignty and remains a Jewish area, a normative part of Jewish Jerusalem, is, of course, to bring the Jews there. Um, it's uh, all about people being feeling free to flow through and to come through and to visit and, of course, as well, to live. And today, the progress that we have to show is that uh, there are now um, nearly 30 families living on the northern ridge of the Mount of Olives, wow. uh, and proje- in, all, all in uh, properties that have been uh, developed with the help of uh, of all of the people who've been uh, involved in this cause, no less, of course, led by Seth over the past, I guess it is, 15 years now. Um, and, and, uh, and many of the people that you mentioned lived in very uncomfortable circumstances there for a while. They're like, this is this is their reward, so to speak. Look, I, I remember one of the very first uh, uh, things, one of the very first uh, little uh, projects that we that we ran um, that that we that we that we, uh, that we started it all started with a group of. Uh, a group of fellows from Teaneck, actually. Right. So just at the time that Seth was getting involved, so were, so were they, a whole bunch of people. Um, and I remember it was in, uh, there was a, I think it was back in 2002, perhaps. Was maybe, it a maybe, storage container? Maybe 2003, that's right. It was, uh, storage, jo- right? Jo- our friend Joey Bodner from Teaneck uh, held a kiddish in his house, what they called the 1K Club, and all these guys uh, gave, uh, thank God, a lot, a lot of money. 
uh, a lot of support towards the purchase of a couple of shipping containers right. where the first two families moved into. We also did a renovation of another. They cut out a window, I remember. Correct, correct. And One that, of them had a nice little... Uh, Right, and, and and it all started from that. That was that is the proof of concept that there are people who you know want to come live here, and we need to have a basis of uh, of, of uh, and on that specific site where those shipping containers stood, which all started in some kiddush on, on a Shabbat in Tinek, um, uh That's where our four big apartment buildings stand today, and, and those apartment buildings are now connected to the mid-level promenade, the, right. the Tayelt Emtzagov, as we call it, which connects the northern ridge of the Mount of Olives all the way down. That's a work in progress down to the cemetery of the Mount of Olives. But the the big news is that the site of Mitzpeh Hamasuot, our visitor center, which you remember from the snowstorm, which is perched atop the the crossroads between the Judean desert and 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 the skyline uh, view of the city. Now that's been connected as well by virtue of this tail of this promenade being right. connected from there down to the area of the apartments. The whole area has been transformed. If you haven't been to Beta wrote in a long time, and I know many people have been and have been very supportive, but they haven't been lately. I mean, the place looks very different today because of the progress. You now, the all of, all that which we've been working towards has actually uh, a great portion of it has come to fruition. And now we look to the future to you know to to push it even further and take the next step. And thirty families means it's a real neighborhood now. I mean, it's a real neighborhood. It's a neighborhood, but we're not even close to where we need to. When's be. the last time you saw it? Um, I was there a few months ago. Yeah, a couple of months ago, I was there. So it's a real neighborhood. It looks like it. It yeah. feels like it. I assume there's plenty of kids, and that you know, there's life. There's it's life. There's Jew- Jewish life. Yeah. That, you know, as as you know, as Shlomo likes to profess. Yeah. We have, we Whoever have, thought we, there'd be Jewish life on Haraz 18? We, we have right? children's laughter on Haraz 18. Right. You know, it, it's not about Kfurot anymore. It's about life, and it's right. about the future, and, and that's what we're all about. We're and about. you say there's still a lot more to go. Well, a lot more to go. There's a, Seriously? There's, there's a lot more to go. We, there's a lot more that needs to be developed. Listen, the, the, the objective that we have is not to, you know, with all due respect to uh, the great strides that we've made and the accomplishment of having as many families as do live there, a couple of uh, a dozen families there. Um, you know, our designs are for hundreds of families in this particular area. Um, again, not to do something which is, uh, you know, o- o- overtly... Uh, or, 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 or questionable in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's, it's a matter of a natural and normative community and neighborhood development and the purpose of, of restoring a, a Jewish community, a Jewish neighborhood to its grandeur of uh, many, many, I hope many gov- years ago. I hope the government of Israel is cooperating. I uh, I, well, listen, everything that we do, as I explained this, this past Shabbat, I, was in, uh, I had the great pleasure of being uh, with the Mashadi community in Great Nick uh, in, oh, in, uh, in yeah, Long Island. Yeah. A uh, wonderful experience for me, I have to say. One of the most enjoyable Shabbatot that I've had in my career in this kind of thing. Um, and uh, one of the things I explained to them there, which they, they wanted to understand, is that what, everything we do in Eastern Yerushalayim is all, uh, you know, they, they're very much into it being uh, part of the government or in line with the government or or in agreement with the government. And I explained that we're in an area of sovereign Israel. We're in an area which was which is the Israeli law applies to, and therefore all the permits that we have, all the ability to build that we have, is all based on uh, government permits, specifically on the municipality of Jerusalem. That's where our permits come from. And uh, the, the next stage of our development needs to be to solidify the community infrastructure uh, to make sure that uh, all these families have uh, where to have a community, have where to have their shul, have where to have their playgrounds, have where to have, have, have an anchor for their community so that it can grow further and further and on and on. Do you still find great enthusiasm on this side of the world for Beit Road? We do. We do. We find people that are very moved. I mean, the dinner is a great venue because it gives people a chance to really understand what we're doing, and it gives people a chance to get together and talk about it. So we've always, we've always, I guess, uh, 
sold this dinner, if you will, as a family event. It's a celebration of Yerushalayim. It is not a dinner where we're just trying to solicit money from people. We want people involved. We want people to feel it. We want people to visit, as Shlomo mentioned. The tours are huge. When people go there, you you can't help yourself. You're involved. You're, You're connected to it. It's... It's the heart of our. It's the heart and the soul of our country. You will see Jerusalem like you've never seen it before, and you'll never believe it's right there. What it's I have right to what, what I have to stress is, yeah, that, that that's what you just said now, Nachum. I think is the most important message of all. It's right there. It's right there means it's right in front of you. Yeah. It's right in front of you, which means it's tangible. You can reach out and touch it. For so many years, you know, Jerusalem has been something which has been an abstract. It's been something which has been so far away in dreamland. And today is a Sarabativit. It's mm-hmm. the day that we commemorate. I'm sure you mentioned this earlier on the air, the beginning of the siege on Yerushalayim, which after about a year and a half led to the destruction of the uh, Beit Hamikdash, the Temple, and of course the loss of Jewish sovereignty in the land of Israel, and the loss of Yerushalayim as the place which unites the people and which unites heaven and earth, as according to our tradition, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, the place from which the light goes out to the world. The message. Of, uh, of greatness goes out to the world. And it, throughout the ex- long exile, Yerushalayim has been a place which on the one hand has drawn us all together and kept us all together. I always mention that Jews, wherever we go, we always face Jerusalem when we, when we pray. Jews, wherever we go, we always focus on the return to Jerusalem. But because we were so far removed from it over so many years, we we sort of lost physical connection to it and it became something which was abstract which you couldn't really understand you just dreamed about it but didn't know what it looked like where it was and how it was and here we are today and this is almost 50 years later mm-hmm. you know after the the liberation the reunification of Yerushalayim Jerusalem is a very real place and people go to Yerushalayim especially in this listening audience but when they visit Yerushalayim they visit you know, thankfully, everybody goes to the Kotel. Right. Um, and as you know, uh, because it's one of your, one of your pet peeves, the, the Kotel is not the real deal, it's the Harabai, which is the real deal. But uh, still, people go to the Kotel, which right. is a good thing. But beyond that, people think about Yerushalayim, they think about, you know, the places that they're so familiar with, which today the hot places, Mamila or Imikrafaim, which is all wonderful, it's all fantastic. And I, you know, from our discussions that I think Mamila is a fantastic concept because it's, it's, it's the merger of the ancient with the modern, which right. is exactly what our message is supposed to be. But people lose sight of the fact that Yerushalayim is not a done deal. We're not finished yet in securing Yerushalayim, both the dream as well as, and the more significantly, the physical place, the non-abstract place, the place you can reach out and touch. And unlike so many other things in the Jewish world, so many other causes in the Jewish world, which are constants, which we always have no matter where we happen to find ourselves, no matter what community we happen to be in, no matter what period of time we're in, that's to support our our brethren, sick people, poor people, our yeshivot, our communal infrastructure, etc., etc. Here is an opportunity to take a dream, an abstract dream of 2,000 years, and a challenge that we've been handed because of who we are and where we live in the time that we live in, to take it and to effectuate a real significant impact on the future generations of the Jewish people by ensuring and securing Jewish control, hegemony, life, normative Jewish locations in the city of Yerushalayim, which are so critical not just to our past, but even more critical to our future. It's an opportunity 
to really make an impact and a difference on Jewish history. And like we always say, you always say this, and I've taken, I picked up your line. You know, we're we're not asking you to put on a uniform. Right. We're not even asking you to make aliyah. Or, 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 we're asking you to have a drink with Seshriver. All we're asking you to do is have a drink with Seshriver and um and uh and and, and enjoy, enjoy a night in Manhattan. Enjoy a night in Times Square with at the Plaza. And he, and, and, and be, be, be challenged in, and, and inspired intellectually and be inspired emotionally and, and maybe, just maybe, also in, in understand and internalize the potential, the significance of what you can do even if you're so far away in having an impact on the future of Jew, the Jewish people for generations to come. A lot of people get this because a lot of people, thank God, have invested a lot of money to get those buildings up, to make sure to, you know, get real facts on the ground, as I like to say, and to make that neighborhood grow. So a lot of you, and you know a lot of these people who are uh, committed and who have uh, really, just like you've been doing this for 15 years, there are those who have invested even more years in making sure that this continues to happen. Look, we, we, I say it all the time, we, we are, we're just the torchbearers. You know, right. we, we come and go. Yerushalayim is ours. It should be ours forever. It is ours right now, and it's our responsibility to make sure it stays that way. And it's, it's, in the world we live in, it requires proactive effort. It requires activity, not inactivity. It requires each one of us to do their chaylek, each one of us to do their part. And as Shlomo said, whether you live in Israel or you live abroad, we're all connected through Yerushalayim, and we all have a responsibility to stand up and, and support and build Yerushalayim so it's ours forever. The American Friends of Beit Darot annual dinner. You can help Beit Darot secure the light of Jerusalem to illuminate the entire world. And with them that night will be Caroline Glick, who writes for the Jerusalem Post and from Akari Shon and is one of the most sought-after commentators when it comes to what's happening in Israel. She's quite an analyst and I am sure she will give us tremendous insight into what's happening in Jerusalem and Israel on the night of December, of January the 6th. It's happening at the Crown Plaza Times Square. Seth is the dinner chairman. I have emphasized that you, I think brilliantly, have put on your flyer, and anybody who goes to the Beta Road website, BetaRoad.org, BetaRoad.org can see it. You have a collection of couples and families um, on this flyer that made commitments, some of them many years ago, some of them recently, and are proud to stand behind this effort. And I'm sure are telling their friends and relatives and everybody they know to come and be part of this great celebration on the 6th of January. No, it is a growing family, and and I emphasize each one of us, when we hear about a dinner, sometimes we have that uh, knee-jerk reaction where we roll our eyes and say, oh, no, not another one. This one, and, and Beta wrote, and I've said it before, and Shlomo and I say it all the time, there are so many great causes and so many important causes, and we all have our limited means. But this this cause is really an umbrella for all causes. No, no question about I it. Yerushalayim, after all, right? It's Yerushalayim. Guys, it, it, it is what makes us who we are, what makes us distinct in the world. It's why it's such a controversial place. There's something about right. Yerushalayim that we all know from our upbringing. The world doesn't quite understand why it's in the paper every single day. We get it, and it's our responsibility to make sure that we hold it, we protect it forever. Somebody said to us, somebody else yesterday, if you're going to go to one dinner every year, go to Bait the Road. And I was wondering where this was going. Who, who are you talking to? Well, I'll tell you the story <laughs> off the air if you wish. That's unreal. And, wow. I said, and I said, I wonder where this is going, this conversation. And then... <laughs> 
And they said the reason you go to Beit Dorot is because they tell you in advance that the entire program is one hour, <laughs> and the entire program is one hour. And, and I'll tell you, compared to some other dinners out there, that might be a great reason to go to a dinner. <laughs> we, we, we've actually become known for that, haven't we? I know. We? So. That's, uh, that, that's all Seth. That's, all right, that's, sure. uh, Listen, Seth gets all the credit for that one. No nonsense. It's supposed to be, a, really, it's supposed to be a celebration. It's a fun night. Uh, come out, join us. It's really And weird. if she, Caroline Glick, is part of that hour, oh. you're talking about a pretty quick hour. Right. She's gonna she's part she's of that hour. She's part of that I've hour. heard her speak at a dinner. And there's I mean, she's just you know I don't know, she's able to hit the nail on the head every single time. She just presents and she she makes you understand exactly what the situation is, which is an unbelievable trait. You know, to be a great Balmazbir is an unbelievable trait, and she's got it. So. That's why we're, we're very... What should I say? Balat Mazbir? Would that be the <laughs> um, right? Balat what? Balat... Not uh, Mazbir, right? Well, I think we should call Weingarten. Call Mayor Ooh, Weingarten. Mayor Weingarten, where are you? Right. What would you say? Mayor Milim. A female Balmazbir would be what? We we should... Balat Hasbara, maybe? Uh... Well, that 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 yeah, sounds like it's getting a little right. too technical, so it's getting away from the of the of the, of the base. Right, whatever um, it is, we have time to dinner I'm, to figure this out. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm telling you, Mayor Weingarten, he's the he's he's he, listen. You have to use the resources of the Nachum Siegel Network yeah, to get exactly. your you know to he's get your. He's the man. He's the man. He's he, he's, he's definitely the resident Hebrew expert. Phone number for information about Wednesday night, January the sixth, at the Crown Plaza, Times Square, is two zero one five three zero zero two one zero two zero one five three zero zero two one zero. One of the simplest ways to do all this is to go. Excuse me, to the Beit Arot website, baitarot.org, B-E-I-T-O-R-O-T.org. Proudly, you have a lot of communities and neighborhoods in the New York, New Jersey area represented. I mean, really a lot, from a lot of different places. I have to tell you, one of the most amazing things for me, you look at that, that, that invitation, you look at the advertising, right. you look at all the people we have there as, as dinner hosts. And, and it's essentially, it's people who've been, you know, involved for a very long time. And I always tell people, Seth, that no, nobody, and I hope I'm not, I, I think I'm right about this. Nobody's ever had a bad experience being involved with a dinner that we've that we've run for the past 15 years, which is, I think, a, a great thing. Yeah. People, the first thing we tell people is it's it's not a pressure environment. It's it's really, and, and I say it all the Very time. Relaxed. And Shlomo kills me when I say this. To me, it's not about the money. It's really not. I mean, we need the money, obviously. Everybody, we do need the money. But it's no, really... This is our one fundraiser. No, it's our, one, it's our fundraiser. one fundraiser, but it's really about the education and getting people involved. And once they are involved, like I said, once they touch it, they're not leaving. Oh, it's funny. And again, because I know the cause for so many years, it's funny how many people leave the dinner saying, oh, now I get it. Now I understand. <laughs> no, seriously. Like they even walked in because they're friends of an honoree, friends of, of Seth, whoever it may be. And they just don't, you know, we've heard of it. We, you know, we'd like to visit maybe. But that, now I get it. Now I understand. That's what we pride ourselves. We pride ourselves on right. our dinner is more of like a, an annual meeting. Right. And it's a, it's, it's a, we report on the, on what we've done. And thank God is, Nachum, you yourself, I think you've been emceeing this dinner since its inception right. almost or right. near, near since the inception, um, and you've—I mean, you—you you have something new to say every year, which is pretty. You know, that, there's that, always that's, a lot to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's amazing unto itself. But but more than that is that it's 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 something which is also an evening which we utilize the platform to explain the issues. Right. We educate the people. That's why I tell people to get people in the room. It's not like Seth says, and even I'll say it and admit it 100%. It's not just about raising the necessary funds, which is significant. I'm not going to belittle it. Believe me, I'm not going to belittle it. But it's also about inspiring people and more importantly, educating the people. Because when you educate the people, it brings them to action. And action is what we're looking for. Exactly. All right. Uh, final words coming up. It's the Bait the Road Dinner. 
January the 6th, 201-530-0210. You can go to baitthewrote.org and make your reservations immediately.
Well, that's what it's all about. Jerusalem, American Friends debate their road annual dinner starring Caroline Glick. She's the keynote speaker, an amazing commentator, wonderful author, a uh, great columnist, I should say. Uh, she'll be there the night of January the 6th. Seth Schreiber's in our studio with Shlomo Zwickler, and Seth, of course, serves as dinner chair. You can get your reservations in. The easiest way is on the website, beitorot.org, B-E-I-T-O-R-O-T.org, B-E-I-T-O-R-O-T.org, or you can dial 201-530-0210. That's 201-530-0210. Seth Schreiber, Shlomo Zwickler, what other words can we say to encourage people to be there? I just want to reiterate one more time, guys. The shot glasses will be there. We, we will we will pour uh, we will pour some nice drinks. Uh, obviously, not too many, but we will obviously. we will we will make sure the celebration continues. And for me, there's no greater moment than having all of us get together, celebrate uh, Yerushalayim, learn a little bit more about what's going on on the ground, and each one of us. All Beit Road is is a platform for each one of us to be partnership in, uh, where we can stand together, build together. I, I don't believe any one of us gets more credit than anybody else. Without everybody's donations, everybody's involvement, there are people behind the scenes constantly doing tremendous work for Beit and for other organizations as well. They all deserve the credit. This is not about anyone in particular. It's about all of us getting together. And all I, I implore you, please get out there. Join us. It's important to get involved. It's important to be part of uh, the Binyan Yerushalayim, and we all have the opportunity. Crown Plaza, Times Square, Broadway and 49th Street on Wednesday night, January the 6th. Shlomo Zwickler, continue your amazing work on behalf of the city of Jerusalem and the Jewish people. Thank you very much, Nachum. Thank you for the opportunity, as always, to come on the air and to speak to the listening audience and to try to... Try to have an impact. Try to make a difference. It's and I'm sure that January 6th will be a great success. Bezrat Hashem. It will be a great success as long as people uh, take the opportunity, as we always do, as we often do, to rise to the occasion yeah. and to be take the example of our of our forefathers, the example of, uh, of Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov, the example of Yehuda, the example of Yosef. And rise to the occasion. Take the challenge that you meet it. And do what you can do to alter the seeming reality and to ensure your future. Tadaraba. Thank you. Amen. Shlomo Zwickler, Seth Schreiber, the dinner coming up January the 6th, 201-530-0210, beitarot.org, B-E-I-T-O-R-O-T.org. This is JM in the AM on a, a Serb Teves morning, an easy fast to everybody, 20 minutes before 9 o'clock.